It is such a joy to be here today with the family of believers, and this is an amazing experience to come together for the Word of God, for the elements of God, and that is what binds us together. And as I stand here, I, my heart is full of gratitude. I want to thank Reverend Jessica Legrand for the invitation and the team. What a wonderful reading of the word and the prayer. Um, Vivian, Jordan, thank you. Thank you, everyone, for being here today. I know you would rather be out there somewhere in a warm and cozy than come for this half an hour, whatever it is. Last week, I turned 40, and then I turned to Psalm 40. <laughs> now you know what I'm going to say. But I must say this, that this Psalm has been my all-time favorite. And in fact, every time I get an opportunity, I would say something from there. There are a lot of things that you and I can identify with, with David, with the psalmist in this. But there are some things that stand out beyond our personal identification of the experiences. And that's what I want to draw your attention to. And if you have looked at the title, I didn't prepare a PowerPoint. I should have, <laughs> most of the time. The power is all there and no point, so uh, <laughs> l l let me try, let me try to get this, uh, the thing that is in my heart to you this morning. Three things I want to share with you and those things will come out um, and we will be able to together reflect on this. The most important thing that stand out in these Psalms, of course each word we can talk so much, but one of the things is that in the center of the whole thing there is this work of Christ that comes out in terms of sacrifice that God would demand in the past and what he has done through Christ, that would be one thing, the work of Christ, the priestly work of Christ. The second thing, what God is doing in history and how that is important as we prepare ourselves to proclaim his word. The third thing is the blessing that comes to those who trust in the Lord. And I'm bringing all these things in a context where you and I feel stuck. We, we are going through something, and I will come back to it at the end, but at the outset, let me say, it's a kind of experience that we are going through in our Christian journey in a making. Christians in the making, leaders in the making in the seminary, and we are waiting in this process to get somewhere. And Samish puts it beautifully, and I see this in the first few verses as a witness of deliverance of God. A witness of deliverance by God. There is a crisis that has come in my life, and I want to travel from there, and I look that the Lord has rescued me, and he waited, and some translation used like this. They say, I waited and waited and waited. So th th that emphasis, that repetition is powerful because that's true for some of us, that waiting has not been easy. 
But that waiting is the central experience of Christian life. When we are not in the seminary, we want to be in the seminary. And we are waiting for that. When we are in the seminary, we don't want to be in the seminary. We want to get out of the seminary. And we are waiting for that. It's a kind of thing. But then there is a word that comes in David's uh, poem. He says he was in a pit. What kind of pit that would be? Was, his, was it an emotional struggle? Was it a spiritual downhill? What was that gloominess? What was that hopelessness that this man of God has gone through? Spiritual failure or whatever. I'm reminded of John Wesley's experience in a similar setup. His Aldersgate experience, we always talk about the warming of the heart. Before that, he used to think of himself not as a child of God, but as a servant of God. And he had this understanding that uh, you could see in entire his work, it was all legalistic. It was a pit of legalism in which you can see John Wesley's life. After that experience, though, he has become a whole new person. But then, that was not dramatic, it was not a sudden. It was a process he went through, there was a time of waiting, and he even said, he wrote, I'm not a Christian, I have not the fruits of the Spirit of Christ in me. And for some of us, if we are going through that kind of an experience, Samish would remind us that God is there to lift us up there to save us. The question would be, what is your pit? What is that downhill that you are going through right now at this stage of your life? But the, remember that the Lord is a liberator God and he will definitely redeem you from there. The second thing, looking at verses 4 to 8, waiting as a witnessing to others. There is a blessing of God that we hear in David's story. And I want to highlight that the first part, he's trying to witness to himself that don't worry, the Lord has taken care of this and he's going to lead you through. On the second stage, if you come and see here, he's trying to tell people what God has done, how wonderful are his work. He cannot even describe those things. And then, Right there he talks about the sacrifice. And he says, you don't want this anymore from me. And that immediately reminds us about the work of Christ. And I want to tell you a small story right here. The word sacrifice, I don't know what it means to you. I want you to imagine animal sacrifice in old days. And I don't know if you have seen it on YouTube or something. Maybe you want to do that and see the intensity of it. Remember, imagine me dragging a goat to our annual village sacrifice uh, event. And the blood is spilt, and the poor animal is gone, and it's a violence and horror right there. And we have to do that year after year. Think about what a wonderful experience now being in Christ, and I can thank Jesus for taking away that requirement from my life 
and being that ultimate sacrifice once for all, my friends, once for all. And that is the key in our journey to understand that village altar is broken and a new altar is built and Jesus is there. And I wait for Christ and you wait for Christ. Now the question for you and me is, what is it that the Lord is asking you to sacrifice for him today? It may not be a goat or a chicken or a dove, which I did. But what is it? And how can that transform your walk with the Lord even as you wait to receive this blessing in your life? And that makes you a witnessing person right where you are when you think about it. What is it that the Lord is asking from my life? The psalmist realized that it was not sacrifice, but sacrifice of something. Final thought from verses 9 to 17. There is a cry of a poor and needy man here. And in this point, I want to title the whole thing as waiting, as witnessing to God himself. Now, the first thing I was saying, David is witnessing to himself. He's remembering the deliverance of God. The second thing I said, by sharing what God has done, David is witnessing to others. And then now we come to this last thought, and you and I are here, and we want to see that this waiting upon God and this cry for his help is actually witnessing to God himself in prayer and in intercession. A broken and humble heart is an acceptable offering to the Lord. A prayer challenge came to us recently. Not many of us have enemies, do we? We may not. We try to remember, do I have enemies who may be jealous of me or who may be wanting to harm me in some way or the other? Why is so much trouble in my life? Who is praying curses against me? Have you ever thought about that? And Anita and I realized this and we started praying for it. And this story came from my cousin who is doing an internship here. And he called me and says, brother, I'm in trouble. What happened? A friend has filed a case against me that I was involved in conversion and I have now run away from the country. And this is a friend. It's not an enemy. But he turned to be someone we can't expect. And why he did that, we're exploring on it. But meanwhile, some things like that come up in life. You never know who is against you. Visible and invisible enemies. Pray for Emmanuel as he deals with this and as we work on this. I want to conclude here. Three things as we wait. And I, I'm also reminded of here of John Wesley, uh, uh, E. Stanley Jones. Uh, he used to say, I, I have had this attitude of Christian in the making all my life. He said that, and I, I love that thing. And in his autobiography he says, and I always wanted more of Christ and of his kingdom. And it was never enough for him. We are all waiting. 
I begin by saying that we are in the seminary when, when we are not in the seminary, we want to be in the seminary and we wait for that period. When we are in the ministry, we don't want to be in the ministry, we want to be in somewhere else. That's been my kind of experience. I do not know what is your experience today, but the word of God is very clear in saying that let us translate our waiting into witnessing. Witness to yourself about how the Lord has led you. Witness to others on what God has been doing in and others' lives. And witness to God himself by coming to him for his grace and grace. John Wesley, it was not enough for to have just the warming up the heart. It was the grace that needed most in his life. John's testified the same thing. And you and I can honestly say today in the presence of God that, Lord, I'm a poor and needy man like the psalmist who was surrounded by enemies and troubles and his own people, his own son was after him to take his life and what a worse experience one person can go through. And that could be some of our experiences in some way or the other way. But today, the Lord wants to encourage you and say, you come to me and I double you the grace. And we proclaim him and as we ask for more, this is what he will say to us. And I read this from James 1.12, one of the favorite verses. God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. Here is a promise to those who wait. See that. God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. Afterward, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. Today, as we participate in the table, I invite you to come to God with that experience of poverty of grace. We will never have it enough. We always need it more. God's grace that will enable us to translate our waiting into witnessing for his glory. Anytime, any season, let us come to him. May the Lord bless you and give you a wonderful day.